What is emotional pain? Why do our emotions cause so much pain sometimes? And can you learn how to heal your emotional pain? That's what I'm talking about this week here on Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast that teaches you how to look after your well-being. So get comfortable and let's talk. This episode contains references to trauma and abuse. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 206 of Let's Talk About Mental Health and thanks so much for joining me as I talk about emotional pain and mental health. I'm Jeremy Godwin and I share practical tips you can apply immediately based on quality research and my own experience of learning to live with anxiety and depression after a breakdown in 2011 that changed my life. Each week I teach you simple ways to improve one specific aspect of your well-being. In this episode, I'll be talking about what emotional pain is and what it isn't, why it affects your mental health, and how to manage emotional pain in a considered way. So let's talk about emotional pain. In 1990, Wilson Phillips put on their little black dresses, sat on a beach, and declared, yeah, I know that there is pain, but you hold on for one more day, and you break free, break from the chains. Now, as tempted as I am to insert a drum solo and go full tilt into belting out this classic slice of early 90s pop perfection, I'll save you the bleeding ears (laughs) and instead focus on why I chose to start with that song today. A, I love it and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And B, there's a real sense of optimism in spite of pain in that song, such as Don't you know, things can change, things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. Yeah, if you hold on. Thank you, thank you. Tickets for my concert will be announced shortly. Form an orderly queue, please. So (laughs) I'm starting with some lightheartedness today because this topic can and probably will go a bit heavy and dark in some places. And so I want to try to keep some balance without taking away from the importance of the conversation. The short version of today's topic is that emotional pain sucks big time. Yes, I'll be elaborating more on that shortly. And I'll also be talking about something I've been dealing with for the past four or five months that has been really difficult. But suffice it to say that even though emotional pain sucks, you can and will get through your struggles. And yes, things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. Now, let's get ourselves comparing apples with apples and let's go through some definitions. What is emotional pain? According to Very Well Mind, emotional pain is pain or hurt that originates from non-physical sources. Sometimes this emotional distress is the result of the actions of others. Other times, it might be the result of regret, grief, or loss. In other cases, it might be the result of an underlying mental health condition, such as depression or anxiety. No matter what the cause, this psychological pain can be intense and significantly affect many different areas of your life. And you can find that article linked in the transcript, available for free, at ltamh.com in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. Emotional pain is something we all experience at some point in our lives, yet we often struggle to put it into words. 
At a high level, emotional pain is the discomfort we feel when dealing with difficult emotions, such as sadness, grief, guilt, remorse, or shame. It's as if someone's taken your emotional well-being, tossed it into a blender, and hit puree. But unfortunately, there's no easy off switch, so it can often make a mess. Like that scene with the demonic casserole in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Digging a bit deeper, emotional pain isn't just some random byproduct of feeling bad. It's intricately tied into our cognitive processes and how we perceive and interpret events around us. For example, the pain of rejection stems from the human need to belong. It's as if your brain is telling you, hey, this lack of belonging business is a bit rubbish, isn't it? Meanwhile, the sting of failure can be rooted in our self-concept and how we measure our own worth. The thing is that we tend to pay a lot of attention to physical pain, but for some reason, emotional pain just doesn't seem to warrant the same respect. As noted in a 2013 article in the Psychotherapy and Psychosomatics Journal, which I've also linked to in the transcript in case you want a fun read, (laughs) mental pain is no less real than other types of pain related to parts of the body but does not seem to get adequate attention. For some reason, we're expected to carry on as though nothing is wrong, going about our daily business as though we don't feel utterly tormented inside, which is ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm guilty of doing it, and in fact, I'm doing it right now. I've been struggling with my own painful emotions for the past few months now, back to early July, and I'm going to spend a couple of minutes explaining what's been going on as a way of sharing a first-hand example. Be warned that I'll be talking about very sensitive and difficult subjects, and so if this isn't something that you're comfortable hearing, I'd suggest maybe skipping forward a couple of minutes. I've mentioned briefly in a few recent episodes that I've had some issues with a family member and I haven't really elaborated. And there's only a few people that know the details of this. But basically, my aunt called me on my birthday and for some reason decided that that was the day to try to get me to talk to my mother. Personally, I'd have much preferred an Amazon gift card. My mother has dementia And I was estranged from her for over seven years, but then started talking to her again in 2020. But eventually, I just couldn't do it anymore and stopped in late 2021. And I'll come back to that in a moment. My aunt, her sister, was understanding, or so I thought. However, this year, she had started trying to get me to speak to my mother again. Around the same time, I was working with my therapist to try to understand why I had relapsed quite heavily into emotional eating, and a lot of it came back to unresolved trauma. I have never fully been able to make my peace with the physical and emotional abuse that I was subjected to at the hands of my mother. And I know that the idea of not speaking to your parents is weird and uncomfortable for a lot of people, but for me, the sound of her voice is still still triggering all these years later. And unless you've been chased around the house by your mother wielding a knife, 
then I don't think anybody, regardless of who they are and what their relationship is to you, gets to have a say in what you do and don't do and how you work through the after effects of such traumatic and painful events. For me, terminating my relationship with with my mother was a necessary decision for my mental health and to work on healing a lot of unresolved trauma. Anyway, my aunt and I got into a big argument about it in July, and it was very clear to me that she was effectively telling me that I needed to put my trauma to the side and just suck it up because family is family. And I'm sorry, but no. Just no. It doesn't work that way. You don't get a free pass because of your DNA, and you don't automatically have access to somebody. That is a right that has to be earned, and respect needs to be present for that access to be maintained. Since I am in control of who has access to me and who doesn't, it's my choice, and it's not for anybody else to tell me what I should or shouldn't do. So, after arguing, we now have not spoken for nearly five months, and it's been really painful. And the reason why it's been so painful is that this is the person that over the last 12 years has been like a substitute for my mother. We're a really small family, and she was the first family member I told about my breakdown and subsequent depression and anxiety, about my bankruptcy, about my good friend dying of breast cancer, about my pain and torment and my joys and wins. And even though we have very different philosophies on the world and politics and things like that, this is someone who I thought loved me unconditionally. But I was wrong. It turns out her her love is conditional after all, and it broke my heart absolutely broke my heart. Even talking about this now is hard and it just feels like apart from my partner, who thankfully is loving and supportive and kind and generous and filled with compassion and unconditional love, it just feels like I'm alone. I know I'm not, but that's the way it feels at the moment. So when I tell you that I know emotional pain firsthand, I know. I know what it means to second-guess yourself, to question what's wrong with you, to feel torn between wanting love and sticking to what's right. I won't allow myself to be bullied into doing something that will cause greater harm to myself, but believe me, that is a very lonely hill to stand on. Moving forward with the rest of today's episode... Let me say that it's worth noting emotional pain isn't always a bad thing, despite its name. In many instances, it serves as an emotional alarm system that something needs to be addressed, kind of like that incessant car alarm down the street, only this one can't be ignored by just closing your window. Understanding where the painful feelings are coming from can offer a good starting point for your healing and growth, and I'll come back to that in a minute. First, let's talk about why emotional pain affects your mental health. 
And I know this is stating the obvious, but it affects your mental health because it hurts. And it's not like you can just flip a switch and turn it off or resolve it, especially when it's to do with a situation that's out of your control or another person. When you're wrestling with emotional pain, it's like carrying a heavy bag around with you all the time that's full of stuff that seems to really like kicking you in the guts when you least expect it. And it can lead to increased stress, anxiety, and even depressive symptoms. As noted by Very Well Mind, symptoms of emotional pain can include deep sorrow, sadness, or depression, grief, intense distress, loneliness and isolation, negative emotions, panic, rage, shame, and worthlessness. And again, that's linked in the transcript. Now, let's not forget that emotional pain can also lead to a type of mental fatigue. I can say for certain I'm struggling with that at the moment and have been for a while. And I covered fatigue recently in episode 203. Just like physical exhaustion after a strenuous workout, your mind can become worn out from the emotional heavy lifting, which can impact your ability to think clearly, make decisions, or even interact with others. Imagine trying to solve a complex puzzle while someone is repeatedly poking at you. Annoying, right? That's emotional pain for you, always there, demanding your attention and thereby affecting your mental health. Emotional pain doesn't just sit there quietly, politely waiting its turn. (laughs) Oh no, it will pop up when you least expect it and turn everything upside down. It actively influences your mental health and well-being, sometimes creating a negative cycle that's hard to break. While emotional pain itself isn't a mental health disorder, its presence can significantly affect your ability to fully enjoy your life. And let's be honest, who needs an additional hurdle when life already comes with its fair share of challenges? Let's consider the cognitive aspect. Emotional pain often leads to a narrowing of focus, a sort of tunnel vision where all you can see are the issues causing you distress. You might find yourself ruminating, turning the painful thoughts over and over in your mind, which can be emotionally draining, leaving you with less mental energy for other activities or problem solving. Emotional pain can also interfere with your social interactions. When you're in emotional pain, it's easy to withdraw or become irritable. You might even develop a heightened sensitivity to further emotional triggers, sort of like walking on emotional eggshells. In these instances, the emotional pain you're experiencing isn't just about you. It extends its not-so-welcome influence to your relationships, contributing to a sort of social isolation that can make things worse. Here's the thing. Experiencing emotional pain doesn't mean there's something inherently wrong with you. You're not broken, and you're certainly not alone. It's a universal human experience. Think of it as emotional turbulence, rather than a nosedive into inadequacy. It's part and parcel of the rich tapestry of human emotions that allow us to experience joy 
love, and even the occasional well-timed dad joke. And beyond that, emotional pain shouldn't be used as a justification for putting up with situations or behaviors that are harmful to you. Feeling hurt doesn't obligate you to compromise your own needs or tolerate poor treatment from others. Your pain isn't a ticket to a perpetual emotional roller coaster that you didn't even want to board in the first place. While emotional pain might signal areas for self-exploration or growth, it's not a sign that you should abandon your boundaries or ignore your own well-being. There are plenty of ways to deal with your emotional pain that don't involve sacrificing your needs. So how do you do that? Well, let's first take a quick break to hear from the brands who help me create this show each week. And welcome back. Now let's get into the how-to part of today's episode and let's talk about how to manage emotional pain in a considered way. First, identify and acknowledge what you're feeling and why. Because, and I'm really stating the obvious here, you need to know the source of your feelings so you can figure out where they're coming from and what you need to do to resolve them. You'd be surprised how often we can tell ourselves that the issue is one thing, but it's really another thing or a bunch of other things. So this is one of those take time to reflect and be really honest with yourself suggestions that I make quite a lot in this show. And I covered reflection all the way back in episode 12. Okay, next, work with the professional. So I'd normally say this one towards the end of the suggestions, but I'm bringing it up earlier because quite frankly, it's tough to get through serious emotional pain without some kind of professional support. I don't know where I'd be without my therapist, but I can't imagine I'd be sitting here talking with you. A counselor or psychologist can provide a fresh and unbiased perspective on what you're going through and guide you through finding strategies that work for you. That leads to my next point, let your feelings out. As Tears for Fears said in the 80s, shout, shout, let it all out. You have to feel to heal, and you cannot deal with things unless you feel them first. So there's no point in trying to suppress your feelings Because all that does is just keep them trapped inside where they tend to fester over time and make things worse. Whether you talk about it or write it out or whatever works for you, let your feelings out so that you can let go of the burden of carrying them around all the time. Just do this in a safe place. The middle of the freeway in peak hour traffic probably isn't the best place. Remember, feel, deal, heal. That leads to my next tip, cry. Because sometimes you need a good cry to let out all that negative energy. And it doesn't matter what your gender is or your age, we all cry and it's perfectly healthy. It helps to release tension from your body and it can relieve stress. When we block our emotions or try to suppress them, our body has to physically fight against them, constricting our muscles, changing our breathing, etc. 
all of which can cause longer-term physical health issues. So grab some tissues and let it out. Again, I'm going to suggest this is one of those pick-your-time-and-place things, so you can ugly cry if you need to without any judgment. But if you're out and about and need to let it all out, then go find somewhere private and have at it. It's a healing physical release. Okay, next, ask for help, especially when you're struggling. Sometimes it takes a village to tackle emotional pain, or at least a small circle of trusted friends and family. While it might feel easier to bottle everything up, opening up to those you trust can be incredibly healing. The simple act of vocalizing your feelings often helps to lighten the emotional load, not to mention the advice or comfort others can provide. It's like having a team of emotional troubleshooters on standby. And don't be afraid to ask for what you need specifically. For example, a sympathetic ear or some advice, whatever you need in the moment. That helps the other person to be clearer on how they can support you. Okay, next, be kind to yourself. Because going through a rough patch emotionally can really take a toll on you. And we tend to expect that we can just keep on going out and carrying on as normal. But that isn't necessarily always realistic. For the past few months, my emotions have been up and down like a roller coaster fueled by energy drinks. I covered self compassion in episode 153, so you'll find that helpful. Next, give yourself time to heal, because this isn't just a quick process you can rush through or a tick and flick exercise. Healing is hard work, and it tends to be a bit erratic. One day, you can feel on top of the world and like you've made so much progress. The next, you can feel like absolute rubbish. Be patient and take small steps each day to continue on your healing journey, which was a topic I covered in episode 97. Okay, next, focus on what you can control. And this is especially relevant for when your emotional pain is a result of other people or situations outside of your control. You can only control yourself and what you choose to do and say. Everything else is out of your direct control. So instead of trying to change things that you cannot change, turn your energy towards the things that you can change. This brings you greater peace of mind and it helps you to feel more in control of your circumstances and the way forward. Speaking of, my next point is find your own closure. Don't hold out for an apology that probably won't ever come. You need to be able to find your own peace of mind with the situation and reach a place of acceptance so that you can move forward in a healthy way. You might find it helpful to write a letter explaining how you feel and the impact of whatever happened, or perhaps channel your energy into new projects or hobbies. I know for me that I find taking my negative experiences and using them as a tool to help other people has been incredibly fulfilling, and it's allowed me to find a sense of peace with the things I've dealt with. I covered closure in episode 178, so you may find that helpful. Next, create your own happiness, because it's your life and you can and should shape it to suit you. Do what brings you joy, 
Make space for fun every day. Focus on being fully present as much as possible. Remind yourself daily of what you're grateful for and choose who you surround yourself with. You get to decide who has access to you and what that access looks and feels like. So make smart choices about who you let into your life in order to bring positivity and genuine kindness. And for more tips on how to heal your emotional pain, watch my latest video. It's out now on YouTube and Spotify, and it's linked in the episode description. Because when it comes to emotional pain and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Managing emotional pain is a journey, one that's both intensely personal, yet universally relatable. It's not about quick fixes, but about finding tools and strategies that work for you. Show yourself kindness, compassion, and understanding. And remember that you're in control when it comes to creating a life for yourself full of peace and happiness. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? Each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by an unknown author, and it is, The best way out of emotional pain is through it. Let me repeat that. The best way out of emotional pain is through it. All right, that's nearly it for this week. What's the main thing you're taking away from this episode? If you're listening on Spotify, you can answer in the Q&A section below. On any other platform, you can let me know on Instagram at LTA Mental Health or by commenting on the transcript, which you can have delivered to your inbox each week, along with my newsletter Thursday Thoughts. Sign up at ltamh.com or use the link in the episode description. Plus, if you'd like more tips, then follow me on my other Instagram account, it's Jeremy Godwin, and support my work, plus get early access to ad-free episodes on Patreon. Next week, I'll be talking about secrets. Carrying around the burden of a secret or being expected to keep one can be utterly exhausting and even harmful to your mental health. While I'm certainly not suggesting you should go and shout all your secrets from the mountaintops, like your own personal version of The Sound of Music, I am most definitely a firm believer that the truth shall set you free. And so that's what we're going to talk about next time. I'll be talking about what secrets are and what they aren't, why secrets can affect your mental health, and how to deal with secrets in a thoughtful way. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 26th of November, 2023. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world, because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. Let's Talk About Mental Health is an independent program proudly produced by Reconnaissance Media, helping you find meaning and gratitude. For more information, visit reconnaissancemedia.com.